jobs just come in. Has it really? That's good. Right, close that. So listen, I haven't told you this yet, but right. there was this extremely surprising thing that happened to me the other day. You know how I've been doing some work with that audio drama production company, The Indie, that supplies to the BBC? Yeah. Clang. Clang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other day, I got a phone call from a chap that we'd cast in one of the productions that we're recording saying, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to pull out because I don't feel comfortable playing a bisexual. Oh. Isn't that the most interesting thing? Yeah. I looked at the script. He doesn't have to do much. He just has to say that he is bisexual. He doesn't have to behave in any kind of... And it's also, it's audio drama. Yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely flabbergasted by the whole thing. Well, it's interesting that that comes up this week, actually, because there's been a bit of uproar in the musical theatre community recently because an actress was fired from a job she was rehearsing for and just about to do for something homophobic that she tweeted online due to her Christian views. So she basically just put a passage from the Bible up, mm. which alluded to not believing in homosexuality. I asked this guy if it was a religious thing, and he was like a bit sort of flustered and like, no, well, um, it's just I did grow up in a religious family, but it's just I don't I don't feel comfortable playing bisexual. He kept coming back to, and I just I was so shocked because maybe we just live in a bubble. Maybe that's just what's happened to us. Is but then actually out there in the world, homophobia is rife. Yeah. I forget there's a reason yeah. for pride. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but are also they? are they? No, I don't know. And I felt really because it's not my it's not my company that I was working for. It's not mine, so mm. I didn't feel like I could just be like, "Well, you're a moron," and hang up. I had to be nice to him, but I felt pretty like wrought about it. It feels much, much harder to accept those sorts of views in the world we live in at the moment. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Did you find someone who would do it? Yeah, someone right. like a real actor. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what we did. Um, yeah, Good. that's what we found. Yeah, and I think we know what side we're on. Yeah, we're on the side yay of... Yay the gays. The, yeah, yay the gays. And the side of... Like, <laughs> and whatever you are. Right. Who cares? Yeah, it's your fine. business. Just whatever you like. Great. Yep. Um, so this episode is... Hi, guys, by the way. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this episode particularly is all about uh, awards and what are they worth. And the reason why we're doing it is because... I mean, I was nominated for two awards. <laughs> Fine. Hang on, hang on. Rewind. Hold the phone. You were nominated? Yeah, for, for two awards. Two? For uh, two Vox Awards for how for the Gillian chocolate advert that I did. And when I found out that I was nominated, I was so happy that I physically fell on the floor. I was like, oh, gone. <laughs> and just delighted, delighted, like so, so, so pleased. And then I had a conversation with somebody close to me. I'm not going to name, but it isn't Nick, um, <laughs> who said awards are just a money-making scam for like the companies involved. Ooh, and also his. Yeah. And also his. Yeah. But I was, I was crushed. And it took me, I would say, two to three hundred enthusiastic congratulatory messages on Facebook <laughs> to be like, yay, oh yeah, you think again. And so actually what it really did get me thinking was, what is it actually worth? And mm-hmm. how much is that a real thing? Um, before we uh, start, this is the advert that I was nominated for. You make me feel so ooh, baby. Gillian Original Belgian Chocolate Seashells. The perfect gift this Christmas. I love you more than anything. 
Now, last year we spoke to Cumbrian lad Jack Oddy after he won Best Male Voiceover and Best Radio Commercial. He was up for a couple again this year, uh, which he went on to win. What a surprise! Uh, but that's not what interested us this time. This time we wanted to know how last year's wins had affected his career. I don't, well, I don't know really because um, for, I was so chuffed to win it. It was at a time when I was, I was sort of, you know, I still consider myself quite a newbie and I was kind of three years in there and I'm about four years in now, obviously. So incrementally, I was getting a bit busier anyway, but I do think there was a bit of a spike and there was a lot of other things happening as well. So it's definitely been really good in terms of, you know, I, I can use it as a marketing tool as well. So I'm getting, I'm getting in the door a lot more. Um, so yeah, it's hard to quantify these things, but it, it more than I'm sure it's definitely had a, a positive effect. Can you tell me how you think you've used it as a marketing tool? Yeah, um, so first thing I did was stick up my email signatures and on um, websites and things like that, which is um, quite cool because you kind of you can you can market yourself without sort of being showing offy a little bit, and it just looks really impressive. And I definitely think when I approach people, you know, if I spoke to them on the phone and then I email them and they see you know accolades on there, um, modern ones as well, recent ones, I think it gives you a certain credibility. And I'm definitely getting a bit more um, bite back from people, whereas. Uh, last, you know, when I was new, uh, sort of, you, you didn't hear back from people as much. You can hear all the Vox Awards happening in the background there. It's really quite lovely. And also, as you will, see, you will hear as the podcast uh, progresses, how much more raucous it got. But yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was just in my room, being very quiet and very well behaved. Lovely to hear Jack talk about how it has helped him, though. That's interesting. And at the start of that clip, he was like, well, you know, not really. But actually, by the time he got to the end, he was like, oh, hang on. <laughs> actually, he has actually. Yeah, yeah nailed it completely for last year. Yeah. Uh, we also wanted to get the perspective of someone who'd got loads of awards already. So we spoke to voiceover Darren Altman, who's oh. a, a big champion of the podcast, actually. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. thanks very much, Darcy. Favourite you cheerleader. Bloody legend. <laughs> uh, you might have seen him on Britain's Got Talent a couple of years ago. What's that? Um, but he, um, he's been winning awards from way before that. And he's uh, been winning them since. So we asked him what good it does. I think they're great. Um, I think they look good on uh, a website, certainly. And I've got a few on my signature, my email signature. I'm not sure how much they influence in terms of getting jobs. I don't think producers or production companies are necessarily interested or would want to hear about awards now listen I don't mean that derogatory you know I'm, I'm, I'm up for a few this evening and if I get it it's, it's it, it will be a fantastic thing you know um, I certainly wouldn't start off an email or speak to a producer saying hello I'm award-winning voiceover artist Darren Altman because um, I just think it's I don't know maybe I'm a bit British I don't think maybe in America it would fly better and people would go, woo, woo, awesome dude, way to go. <laughs> Certainly, I wouldn't want to... I mean, you know, I've, I've got a few which I'm very, very proud of, but I don't tell people. I don't start off conversations or even bring it up in conversations because that's not me and I'm not sure how um, it would influence someone uh, wanting to hire me. I think that's really interesting what he mm. says about the difference between America... And the UK, yeah, I think huge. There is a difference, and actually, uh, the what's it called, the Society of Voice Arts and Sciences, or SOVAS, they have an awards as well. But interestingly, they charge to enter. It's like at least a hundred dollars, unless there's like one way you could be less than a hundred dollars to enter per entry, which mm -hmm. is by being like the super early bird members only special offer. <laughs> but otherwise, every time you want to enter anything into that awards, they um, is a hundred dollars at least, and there's no refunds or nothing, and 
something that Vox said when we went there was that they don't charge, and neither does the One Voice Awards, because they want to keep things open and fair and open to everybody, mm. which sounds great to me. Um, so we asked Sovas, didn't we, what, what, what that was all about, what their reasoning was behind charging to enter. And we got a response from their PR company who said, Nick, General American, please. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, unfortunately, at this time, we are unable to grant this request. We look forward to a future opportunity to provide an interview and or print materials to your publication forward slash network forward slash podcast. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't get less. They couldn't get less, really. But it's a publication network They're podcast. Huge, like, <laughs> yeah. And also, they must, they must get asked this all the time. Yeah, like, why do yeah. you charge? Why do you charge? So it's probably just one of those things. They didn't even delete as and appropriate. Vo- <laughs> and Vox used to charge, didn't they? Right. Right. They well, anymore. it's all right because I fixed it because um, a former Sovas winner, Mark Scott, sent mm-hmm. the CEO, Rudy Gaskin, some questions a couple of years ago and I found this on the internet. Uh, so, hi, Mark Scott. Thank you. <laughs> uh, including one question about fees. And this here was part oh. of the answer he got back. Sovas is a business. Fees are a function of commerce. Expenses and services need to be paid for by those taking part in the process. I think this is so interesting. Mm. I think it's so interesting because actually they are being completely blunt. It is a business. The Sovas Awards are a business. And yes, it's nice to appreciate and support and celebrate the people that are doing really well in the voiceover industry. But actually, at the end of the day, the company that runs it is a business. You have to pay. You have to pay to enter. You have to pay for every part of the process. If you want to take the awards home at the end, you pay for it. And maybe... They would see, and who knows, because it didn't really get back to us, but maybe they would see the British approach as being a little bit disingenuous in some way. Like, be open, maybe they would say, about the fact it's a business. Don't claim that you're doing it for the good of the voiceover community. I I, I mean, I think it really boils down to how you see this. Rather yeah, than I wonder, else. is it a culture thing, like Darren said? Mm. You know, Americans may shout about it a lot more as well, so maybe for them it's worth more. Yeah. Maybe over here it's a nice fun bonus and we have a jolly good time at the party, but, Mm. you know, it's not worth as much. Yeah. Although Jack said it was. Yeah. I'm sure if you win an Oscar, you have to pay for the Oscar, though. Right. But that's American as well. Yeah, I wonder, is it the same with BAFTAs or anything? If you're out there and if you want a BAFTA, (laughs) can you let us know if you had to pay for the feckin' thing? I think also, like, the investment involved, people would possibly say, I just imagine that in America they might say that if you aren't making enough money to be able to invest $100 in possibly winning an award, then maybe you aren't working at the level required to win it in the first place. And also the British view may be based on the fact that not only do you have to pay for the award and to enter the award, but you also have to pay to get there. And Mm. and maybe it's a bit more of an expense all round and it's just another bloody thing you've got to bloody pay for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably it. So I imagine it's a culture thing. Anyway, we know lots of people who are nominated for Sovas Awards. Yeah, congratulations to them. It is amazing. Uh, Do you need a PA to come with you? Because I'll come. (laughs) Or like, I'll just carry the bags. Yeah, I'll carry the bag. It's Mm. fine. Anyway, uh, next we spoke to Rick Loins. He's now won the Vox Sayer Producer of the Year Award three years running. 2017, 2018, and 2019. He'd never won an award before that, and then mm. three come along at once. <laughs> For our American <laughs> listeners, um, you won't get that. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's a bus reference. Has, hashtag bosses. <laughs> Do you know why you've been nominated those times? Since then, I've spoken to a couple of people who nominated me, and it was, it was largely to do with uh, you know demeanour whilst working with the people. Um, that's something I, I really, it's part of the job I really enjoy. I think it's really important to, to form relationships with the voices you're working with. Um, so that's sort of a natural thing that I like to do anyway. So 
to get an award off the back of that is, it seems a bit wrong almost because that's just something I like to do anyway and even doing a job I love and getting awards for it uh, it's not why I do it you know so it's it for you it's a, it's about recognition of the work that you're doing anyway rather than it being something that could influence something else yes exactly it's not something I aspire to do I don't aspire to win awards and I never did but um, it's not to say it's not a really lovely thing yeah. um, and the Vox Awards especially in our industry they carry a lot of weight I think and why do you think that is? Well, I think I think as a voiceover, if you if you win a Vox Award, I think there's potentially been more weight than if you're a producer necessarily historically. But this say a, say a producer of the year award, uh, more so than anything else, has actually really changed my career. And I didn't I didn't expect that, but it has. It's it's raised my profile more than I could have done on my own um, without it. And I think that's just partially just because it gets your name out there. So it's definitely it's definitely increased my profile. I can't deny that. So when it comes to how you see voiceovers with awards, yeah, obviously you can't speak for all producers. But when you see, say for example, a voiceover got in touch with you with a reel and said I was um, a winner of the blah 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 blah, would you? What would that do to how you saw that? If I can be, I'll give you a very blunt answer. It actually means nothing to me, uh, and that's why. In a sense, I don't take too much weight when I win them um, because it is not why I'm choosing someone. If I was casting a voiceover, it's I want to hear what you sound like first and foremost. Based on that, it's then about what you like to work with. Hello, welcome to the voiceover social. This is Joe Brand here, although I'm often mistaken for a man and in person quite often as well. Anyway, have a lovely listen. So uh, I am waiting, we're, it's before the award ceremony and we're going to find out who has won Best Female Voiceover in a little bit uh, and also Best Visual Ad Campaign but I stand no chance in winning that because I'm up against an astronaut which I feel is um, it's a step, a step above what I'm prepared to do. It's a giant step for Leah, <laughs> yep. a giant leap for man, lots of the things, things, things. The things they say. Uh, so I, I feel quite confident that I'm not going to win Best Female Voiceover and the reason for that is because... Um, my, my thing is quite short and in the second part of it in the second word of the second part like the first syllable of the second word of the second part I feel there is too much tension in my voice of my <laughs> entry <laughs> That's what I, I, wow. I almost didn't even put it in to the awards nominations because I was so certain that that would um, kick me out of the running so that is, I'm fairly confident about that but this is what I think about it I've already used being a finalist as much as I possibly can. I put it on all the social media. I've been in touch with producers to say, hey, guess what, I'm a finalist. Um, and, uh, and that has resulted in quite a few people going, Leah, we haven't heard from you for ages. Actually, I might have some work for you in December, or whatever it might be. So, um, so already it's been beneficial. Done. Winning in, in that. You're already a winner. Thanks. Thanks, mate. Mm. Should we go and see? Yes, let's. So we've just come back out of the thing, <laughs> and um, the best female voiceover of 2019 is Natalie. Not <laughs> it's Natalie Silverman. I know, which is and amazing. Second best thing. So perfect. Oh my no, god! I would say even first best, thing, best thing. because I heard her uh, thing that she her entry mm. um, ages ago before I put mine in or anything, and when she played it to me like through her phone, and I was like, "This is amazing. It's beautiful. It is so so good." 
She really deserves it because she works really hard and she's got a beautiful voice and she just casually goes about her business and yeah. she just needs to know how great she is. Yeah, so anyway, should we go and make her feel slightly yeah. awkward? <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Oh no! Okay, fine. So no, no laughing or fun. Well done. Thank you. How do you feel? Um, I'm just really chuffed that I made myself enter it. Like I don't care what it does. I made myself enter it and did it, and then I won it. I feel like I've like broken through things just for me. Do you know what I mean? What do you think it was about the entry that you put in that really nailed it? Well, the people that I um, that had heard it said it was like sinister, and I was quite like. When they were talking to me with the direction, it was quite nice to have good direction, specific direction. They wanted Sinister. I've not watched any of The Handmaid's Tale because I know what it's about and I just don't, not really <laughs> like it. But I have an idea of it and I was trying to channel my, and I'm not really a Sinister type person, no. I channeled it and it came out. This year, I've entered the awards twice. I entered the Vox the One Voice Awards and I got nominated so I was like okay I'm going to do it again and I got nominated and then I won and I think that if anything it just says to you have some faith in what you do value your self-worth and put yourself out there So let's play you the best female voiceover of 2019 Uh, She's not the American at the start she's the sexy sinister bit after Nothing changes instantaneously In a gradually heating bathtub, you'd be boiled to death before you knew it. In a world where women are forced to serve, find freedom in a voice of resistance. Elizabeth Moss, star of Channel 4's The Handmaid's Tale, now narrates the audiobook. Download The Handmaid's Tale from Apple now. Pitch. Ah, beautiful. It's so good. I love that it's an inner world. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, I told several people at the Vox Awards that, like, I I was calling. I'm like, I I call it. I call it right now. I said, um, it's going to be Natalie Silverman or Blanche Anderson. And then Nat won the best female voiceover and Blanche won the best visual ad campaign. Um, So, like, what I'm saying is basically... You're psychic. I'm a winner in the category (laughs) of being right. You are. Well done, me. Well done, you. Yeah. You're still a winner. Yeah, if you'd like to be another sort of winner. Oh, yeah. Bit of a gear change, but here we are. Slick. (laughs) Our competition to win the complete Focusrite Home Studio is running till the end of October 2019. So if you want to enter, you just go to our Twitter feed and retweet the pinned tweet at the top. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says tag us, but for complicated and boring reasons, you don't actually need to do that if you're just doing a straight retweet. Mm. And then subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Yes, and also the other thing that you could do if you would really like to, which we really like, which I may have mentioned before many, many times all over the time, the time um, is please do leave us a review because then p- other people know that it's not just like uh, something from the past. Lots of people did a five star review uh, previously mm. to now. I mean, that's if you wanted to do a five star yeah. review, actually, we wouldn't be like resistant to that. Like, is what essentially, if you're going to do a one star review, just like contact us and yes. do that. Tell us how know? we can improve. Tell us how to improve. <laughs> We're here to serve you in yeah. a cool way. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Well, I've been. Leah Marks almost winner mm. winner in a different way yeah different sorts of winners and I've been Nick Redman and, and we, we are, are the VO Social. Social together till the end of the road